This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Photography walked into my life because of modeling and because I had lost 50 pounds. Like, who knew the trajectory of, like, what your life is going to bring to you because you took certain steps to get there? This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hey guys, today's episode is with Jorge Suarez, and he is such an amazing guy. During his interview, he shares with us about an experience he had in high school that forever changed him. He also talks about how being a model really gave him a unique perspective when it comes to being a photographer, and having that perspective has helped him become who he is professionally. Jorge is based in Miami, Florida, and he has an emphasis in his business on headshots and portraits, and he is really incredible at what he does. It was such an honor to have Jorge on the portrait system, and I know you will enjoy listening to him. Okay, let's get started. Hi, Jorge. How are you? Hey, Nikki. What's up? How are you? I'm doing great. So great. Are you in Miami right now? Miami, Florida. Okay, nice. Now, I know you're Cuban, Cuban-American. Is Did you grow up in Florida or were you born in Cuba? Yeah, I'm one of those like uh, rare ones that was born and raised in Miami. Okay. My dad's Cuban. My mom is Honduran. So I have a little bit of a mix there. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Miami is such a happening place in Miami. <laughs> it, it is so sexy and people are always, people are coming and going. Like they come here, they love it, they feel the vibes and then they disappear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Huh. That's interesting. We'll have to chat about that later, how that might affect your business. I definitely want to cut, circle around and come back to that. But before we go, you know, talk about, you know, where your business is at now, will you take us back to how you became a photographer and, and all of that. And I, when I was kind of researching, I, I looked on your website and it said that you are a model too. So I, I'm curious, you know, once once we get into the discussion to hear about how that also, per, that perspective of being a model might have affected your, you know, photography career or whatever. So it literally, yeah. like, it is the landscape of where I'm at today in my life. Really? I went to theater school basically right after high school and you know I was going to be a hot Latin actor (laughs) (laughs) but right before then 
the reason I got into all of this is because in high school, I really wanted a certain part in a theater show, but I was kind of like the big boy. I was like 50 pounds overweight in high school. I wasn't like really out. Like I wasn't uh, gay. I wasn't out. So I was pretty much like eating <laughs> all my emotions like during oh, high school. Yeah. And Jeez, yeah. basically like I was already towards the end of, this was already like 11th grade, close to December. And they were going to cast like the biggest role. And I was like, you know what? I've worked so hard and nobody ever looks at me because of what I look like, blah, blah, blah. And when I tell you, <laughs> like I manifested that role, like I lost 50 pounds in a month and a half. And wow. I changed my complete appearance to the fact that like nobody would recognize me. Like I would walk past my, even like my parents, like they would come to pick me up in school and they didn't recognize me. Like it, I changed my complete like look. It was like the craziest thing. Wow. I didn't really realize what I was doing at the time, but I was so focused and I'm like, I'm about to graduate. I want to be like, I want something to remember this by. And like, literally I got back from Christmas break and everybody was like, what happens? Like, it was so crazy. But then, you know, I landed the role that I really wanted. Like I, that was the first time I ever, ever manifested anything in my life. Like, and I was so grateful and, but it also, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Like I went from like everybody's like lovable friends, funny friends, everything to like, it, the attention was insane. It, uh, something when you're not, you know, born with something or, it, and it, every, if something comes to you in a flash, like it is so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I didn't know, like, I almost wanted to take it all back, you know? Really? Yeah, it was it was like to a point where I couldn't just it was hard for me to even just walk down a hallway <laughs> at school because uh the attention was so insane. But I, you know, I graduated and um I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do theater. Theater's going to be awesome for me. I have for like a bubbly personality. I can, you know, I think I can I can do it. So I mm -hmm. I ended up going to a community college up a little bit north, up in Fort Pierce. And while well, I only lasted about three semesters there, another pivotal thing happened in my life. I was approached with some information that was going to bring some stuff out that I wasn't even comfortable with. And so I decided like overnight to pack my bags and leave the school. And I, wow. I ended up coming back to Miami. And the weird thing is that I was at that point, like I was the new kid in the block, like in that theater. And I was literally getting all the main rows, but I didn't understand. I didn't know what was happening. So much was happening in that year. And I didn't know how to handle much of it. I was too young to handle a lot of the stuff that was happening. It kind of like became, it started like this spiral that started happening to me. And so I just basically, I went to... Back to Miami. Like, what can I, I? It's hard for me to even uh, go to that. That conversation is a, a little bigger. Yeah. A little bigger because I am a very trusting person, loving person. Like, if you were like to hang out with me, know me, like, you wanna, like, we'll be best friends forever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And certain things kept popping up in my life that I didn't really know how to process it in my mind yet. Yeah. But so, 
in all of this, I had a friend that secretly sent my image to a modeling agency. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really weird. And I got like this letter in the mail that they wanted to meet me. And I was just so confused. I'm like, what is this? Like, what is this? And so nothing. I talked, you know, I think I talked to my mom. And I'm like, I like, I'm so lost. Like I left school. I haven't even had that conversation about why I left school. Like I just, I literally left overnight and like I showed up back at home. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, I basically responded to the email. And the next thing you know, I, I, me and my mom booked a flight to New York and we spent about a week or two out there. It was a pretty big agency at the time. I had nothing else going for me. I'm like, well, what's the worst thing can that can happen? Maybe this will lead me back to acting and theater, you know, because a lot of people get their start as models. So I went out there. I think the timing was a little bit off. And so I came back to Miami and ended up doing commercial work. I ended up getting my agency down in Miami and that's where I got my start. And um, my agent was amazing. He basically handheld me and I just kind he kind of developed me. Wow. And it was kind of like a seven, eight year thing. I ended up finishing that around when I was 25 years old. And that was doing commercial modeling. I started, yeah, I did like, yeah. I mean, like it was crazy. I did a McDonald's shoot that paid me like 40 grand for like, I was on set for 30 minutes. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. They just wanted like, they just wanted a, a big smile from me and I gave it to them and I left and they paid me like 40,000 and I made residuals from that. So it was like, there was more money to be made, but like I was going on set and my, I would not show up on a set if it was less than $1,500 and upwards to $5,000 just for like a modeling gig. And while all my friends were in school, basically, I don't know, they were building this future. And I was just like, I have no idea what I would even study. Like I, Mm -hmm. like, that's not my path. Like I, I want to be a star. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, this is a couple things I wanted to mention. It's hard enough to be a teenager. I mean, I feel like even if even if you seem like you have it together as a teenager, it's still hard. And to go through su- such a significant change, e- even though it sounds like it was a positive one, like I could see how that would be like scary and different and weird and, you know, especially such a quick change. It was night and day. It was so drastic. And there was times when, and I was trying to like think about a few moments, like I ended up moving to New York and I spent three years there modeling. Once I kind of got a little bit more, I developed more of what could make me. I had to make my look kind of specific. So I would book those jobs. I ended up growing out my hair. I had these crazy curls. I looked like an Argentinian, like rugby player. Like, so (laughs) I had to like be very specific. And so when I walked into any type of booking, I knew I was going to get it because nobody looked like me. Like Mm -hmm, it was... mm -hmm. The modeling in- industry was kind of shaping towards like a new urban look. It wasn't like those cookie cutter guys, you know, with um, the abs and perfect everything. No, like people were desperate for like a new something. And I was like, mm-hmm, I was just mm-hmm. like in the right moment at the right time. Right, right. Know? 
Yeah. Wow. That's so, yeah, that's so interesting. And, and I'm curious being on one side of the camera and experiencing what that is like to be the model. Do you find that that affected the way that you photograph people or the way that you direct people? 100%. 100%. I, uh, well, number one, I, I, you know, I was very fortunate to walk onto very amazing professional photographers in that time period a lot of named photographers, a lot of very special times. And I asked so many questions while I was on set to the fact that it was probably super annoying. But (laughs) I knew that towards the end, when I had moved back to Miami, I was around 25 years old. Like by those last couple of years that I was there, I remember thinking to myself, I think that photography is going to be my future. And I ended up taking an art I mean, a photography class in a summer, it was like a month. I remember like I had some downtime and I went and I learned how to do film, shoot black and white film. And I was processing film. I would spend like all my days and nights uh, processing film, like all this grainy, like Ilford, like the grainier, the better. Like I was like Mm -hmm. pumping my ISO, uh, the film back then, I think it was like 1600, 3200. I was like, the grainier, the better. Cause I'm going to be, a. (laughs) am like, I'm an art photographer. Like, I mean, I was going to be like the next big art photographer. You know, I was looking at all the grains in the prints that I was making. And the more I would shoot, I was really crazy about like the more dramatic the light. I wanted more grain. It was crazy. I don't know. Like photography walked into my life because of modeling and because I had lost Mm -hmm. 50 pounds. Like who knew the trajectory of like what your life is going to bring to you because you took certain steps. Oh, totally. Isn't it wild? It it really is so wild how the, how when a door opens, if you take it, you never know where it could lead you to. Yeah. Well, and I spent a little bit of time in Europe too. So I was able to live in Madrid and I was, and I also spent time in Milan um, because of modeling. So it would be like, they would pay for my flights to go places. Like, I'm like, I'm just going to show up (laughs) and whatever happens, happens, right? Like, yeah, it was a pretty crazy time. And then I started photography, but it was, Nikki, I've had so many jobs. I'm 41 now. I've had after modeling, which by the way, I, I left modeling, like they weren't ready for me to go, but I was ready to leave it. When I left New York and my agent was trying to find me, I kind of like went MIA for uh, some time and they were, I was like literally ready to, I had all these like clients ready to book me and they couldn't find me, but I just left. I knew that I was ready for something different, something more meaning. Mm -hmm. I was just ready and always searching for meaning, like a Pisces. So like, I'm always <laughs> like, I search for meaning in everything I do. I want to yeah. like fully enjoy my life and everything around me and everyone around me. I ended up going back to school when I was 29. So it was a photography school. Okay. Yep. It, it was going to be a two year school. I was going to get, I guess my associates from that. And I had no idea how to run a business, what to do, and I was hoping that they would provide that. Did they? I did not. Other than spending a lot of money there, 
and ha- <laughs> having debt for many years because of it, I wish, and I like, I wish that I would have found Sue Bryce, or if I wish that this platform was available years, like ten x amount of years ago, or right. or that I was open to finding it. I don't even maybe I wouldn't even have been open to finding it, but I cannot tell you like other than like great I did so many amazing things and they taught me but like the reason I made it through it because I ended up finding a local photographer and he was a light master and he was focused on male like doing male artwork mm-hmm. and he's super famous and he happened to live here and I was like I I reached out to him and I'm like, I need to come to your studio. I'm going to do whatever you want. I just want to shadow you. I want to learn from you. So this is like, I was going through school and I was also getting a mentorship from this photographer. And I was just like, oh, I was so blown away. I was like, this is it. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And when was that? You said you were 29 when you started school. Yeah, I... Basically, like uh, 20, I want to say like 28 to, to 30. It was like a two-year associate. Okay, so like 10, year, 10 or 11 years ago. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then did you did you start your business right from there and start booking clients? Or was, was there, you know, what happened then? I ended up going to a portrait studio. I spent about a year, year and a half with this photographer. And he taught me lighting. He's a god at lighting. It's pretty amazing and and just the way he he dealt with the models and all that stuff but so I ended up going to a portrait studio working for like somebody I had a boss you know and I was just a photo- one of the two photographers in a portrait studio this is the first time I've ever done anything like this I think I worked there about a year and a half I worked every 45 minutes I had a photo shoot it was like a cattle call factory. Mm. And the thing with that is that it taught me a lot of things, but it also, like, I was so overwhelmed and I was so exhausted by the time I finished that year and a half there that I kind of took a step back from photography and I go, oh, I this is not what I thought it was going to be. But it was because I was doing so many genres in one portrait studio. I was photographing like anything from a newborn to maternity to boudoir to headshots. Like I was, they wanted, you know, it was just a portrait studio. You you came Mm -hmm. and you did everything there. It's like, how do you get really good at one thing when you're just trying to get through this shoot onto the next, that's going to be something totally different. It's like, it's, it seems like it'd be hard to master one genre or master your skills in general. If you're, if you're all over the board like that. A hundred percent. Plus I had just like left an experience that was like my dream experience. <laughs> and then I, mm-hmm. I, I did the complete opposite. I went to work somewhere, but it was a life experience. I quickly knew and understood what the kind of like the things that I wanted and well, what I was going to take from that and incorporate it. After that, I took a little bit of time off. I ended up getting hired by Telemundo, which is um, universal, their Spanish section. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was on set 
they do year contracts with photographers. So I was on set for a year and I did all their promotional imagery for all the telenovelas that were going to come out. And I was able to walk on set and photograph everything from scenes from, from a show or behind the scenes. So I went more a photojournalistic style plus learning how to shoot these type of like promotional ads in a studio. I had no idea. Like I was, <laughs> I was winging it, but they loved my work. I had done a lot of fashion work with the agencies here. So I built, uh, there was years where I was doing like, I was giving all my work away, but I was photographing models and I was, you know, on the outside, if you're not part of this business, I looked so successful. I looked like <laughs> I had the dream job. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. I had the dream job. And every time I talk to somebody that just didn't know, like it's hard to explain what you're doing. Like, I'm like, you guys, it's not what you think. Like, this is like probably the hardest thing I've ever done. And at, on top of it, I'm barely getting paid. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, Jorge, I swear there's a lot of people out there where that's what they're doing. And and it, okay, wait, a couple things. One, sometimes I think people scroll Instagram or they scroll Facebook and they see that someone's doing this or that and they start to get all like jealous and envious and oh, I wish I could do that. But you never know what is happening behind closed doors, which is why it's so, so, so important to stay focused on your own business and what you're doing and not stray and have this you know, what someone else is doing, bring you down or make you, you know, resentful or whatever, because like you said, things can look very different than they are. But, but in the meantime, it sounds like you were probably getting some really good experience in creating a a good body of work. Would you say? I was getting every type of experience. (laughs) Like (laughs) sometimes on the weekend I would do, I would help a wedding photographer out. And I knew a few wedding photographers that really needed my help to, they were really great at doing like the event shots. But when it came to like the portraits of the bride and the groom, those specialized things, they really needed help. And they would, they reached out. I had a couple of photographers reach out to me and they're like, okay, we're going to hire you. We're going to bring you in for X amount of money. And you're going to just specialize on those portraits. We'll handle like the party, we'll, um, the event, the and they'll just bring me in to do like those, um, you know, bride and groom kind of shots. So I've done that. I've done portrait work. I've done, right now I'm just like, I love the whole branding. Like literally everything that, have, that I've done in the last like 10, 12 years has brought me to branding and boudoir. Because I started off as wanting to photograph people very sexy and natural and like that's why I got into photography I wanted fashion I wanted I wanted people to look at my images and be like wow you know like I want to be that person and um everything I've done has led to this point and now I'm in I I basically have gone full circle and I am pretty much booking my dream jobs but I'm still trying to um, figure out what is the best way to have like an ongoing amount of this work come, come mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like you're right at the cusp. Like, you're so close. Like, I know you have a good sales average, and I know you have some shoots coming in. And I think a lot of people are there, like, right on that cusp. But how do I get more people in, you know? but And I, and I want to talk about how your whole business works and, and what you love to shoot and what your pricing is, is and all that. I want to get to that. But one question, one thing really quick. When you were talking about the education and going to school for a, photo- as, you know, for a photography degree, I cannot tell you how many people and several people I've interviewed on this podcast who have said that it did not teach them how to run a business. It did not teach them how to be a profitable photographer. And I wonder at what point that's going to change. And, and maybe it won't. You know, Maybe photography education at universities or wherever isn't ever going to ch- change. I don't know. But I you know, I think about the student loan debt that I had from being a social worker. And, and I'm sure you, like you said, you're in debt. And to not get anything out of it is so frustrating. And I wonder at what point the industry, the education industry at universities is going to change. Because when I think about, you know, SBE, depending on if you pay monthly or annually, you could be paying anywhere between like 25 and 40 bucks a month or whatever. I mean, it's like less three to $400 a year when these universities, you're paying so much more. And I'm not saying that you don't get anything out of going to school for photography, but Everyone I've spoken to who has gone to photography school came out of it having no clue what to do next. <laughs> it's like so crazy. It is the craziest thing, Ninky. I graduated with the, I ended up graduating with um, the top honor, my portfolio won. So I graduated like at the top of my thing. And my teachers, my president of the school, they never even showed up. Like it was so embarrassing. Like, I just felt like those two years went to a complete waste and I gave them some, well, I didn't give them so much money because it's taken forever to pay it. Like, Yeah. <laughs> most, yeah. Student loans are not easy to chip away at when you're just coming out of, you know, into the workforce. There was never support. And those teachers are just there to grab a paycheck. Honestly, like I never felt supported. Thankfully, I was seeking outside help. I was seeking mentorship and I was... One of the few, I don't even think that a lot of people were doing that at the time, but I was like, I just immediately realized that if I wasn't out there, if I was not like, and I was, (laughs) I just remembered when I was up in New York, I worked at Milk Studios. I did a quick internship there because I was just like, I knew that I was moving back to Miami and I needed like something to hold on to. And I was able, somebody hooked me up with this internship job at Milk Studios, which was like the biggest fashion studio. When I tell you that like at the moment when like Brittany and Christina and all these people were like at the height of their careers, they were walking into the studio I was interning in like on a daily, on an hourly basis. Wow. So that was part of like when I was seeing all of this and the crews, the crews were so big and so elaborate. Like there were so many people working on these sets. And I was like, you don't understand, like the goosebumps were insane. I was like, (laughs) I'm going to be the next fashion photographer. Like that was literally what, you know, what I thought. And so the thing is that how do you get there though? Right. And, and times are ever changing. So those photographers probably already fashion was something, but like at that point, fashion was also changing. So like everything you were doing, like in the past, didn't make sense anymore. And then fast forward to 10 years from now, everything that has happened in the past, it doesn't really 
correspond to to today's modern, you know, day. So like mm-hmm. marketing mm-hmm. is a beast. I have just literally, <laughs> if it wasn't for the people that I have photographed, if it wasn't for them and the amount of love and um, encouragement that I give during my photo shoot, they literally refer me to everybody. So like, I'm really bad at Instagram. I'm really bad at social media. But when I tell you that I get messages all the time because people are like, hey, so-and-so told me about you. They can't stop raving about what you did for them. I don't even know what it is, but I want to experience it. <laughs> Let's stop there for a second because I want people to know what you do. So, t- so talk about what is the genre that you're focusing mostly on now? Like who are these people raving about you? So I am a branding photographer right now. I, When I start the conversation with them, it's immediately that they want a headshot. They just want that one headshot. I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. But with a little bit more conversation, all of a sudden, they're building a website. So they need maybe one image per page on their website. Or they need you know, three to six images for their social media platforms, whether it's LinkedIn or um, Instagram, TikTok. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, we start like having this conversation and we start unraveling this idea that, oh my God, do I need 15 to 25 images? I'm like, yes, you do. So what are those images going to encompass? Like, how are we going to highlight your business, what you're doing, what's your message? All of a sudden, the outfits come from those conversations. Well, I, I think that I'll look personable if I'm, you know, maybe in some casual jeans, but with a nice blazer or I don't want to look that official. I would like to look a little bit more like down to earth. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you start talking about like how um, what you wear is going to pretty much maybe even dictate how you're going to feel when I'm taking that photo. So, and that's what people are going to resonate with. You know, you're having like this little conversation over the phone and sometimes or more recently, I'm starting to do more video calls because I realized that I want people to see my face. I want them to know who I am from the get go. And I am that person (laughs) on a photo shoot. The sillier I make myself, the better the session's going to (laughs) go. I try to make myself as silly and goofy and um, all of a sudden you can just feel the person relax. Like, mm-hmm. like it's amazing to see like taking the pressure off of them. Yeah. From the moment they walk in and all of a sudden, like, you know, give them like 15 minutes. I try to do always like the least favorable, uh, photos in the beginning because, and I might not even show them those ever, but it had them relax. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. like, Hey, let's just do this. I'm going to put you here. You do the, do it all of a sudden, like they're in it. And those first shots, sometimes the first photo I take is the one that they fell in love with. Sometimes I don't show them. Like it really depends mm-hmm. on the person, you know, and they may or may not even be in hair and makeup at the point that I did the first photo. Sometimes I just pull them right. and I'm like, Hey, just come here really quick before you start all that. Let's take a picture of you as you came in, you know? And I'm like, oh, I'm just testing the lights. Let's, you know, so like all of a sudden they be- mm-hmm. they have become part of my photo shoot. They sometimes even, there's been moments where like, you know, they hold the reflector or like, like all of a sudden they're like, 
oh my God, this is so much fun. You do this for a living. Like they've become part of it, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, okay. So it's, it's personal branding as in like, you know, headshots, but a little bit more full service sort of thing. Yes. I could go as far as doing a lifestyle shoot at one of our sexy little mini cities that we have within our big city. Um, Mm -hmm. We have the most beautiful areas in Miami to photograph. Uh, Everything is new. Everything looks like luxury. Um, Like the Miami design district. We can, you can walk up and down one street and all of a sudden you have so many back backgrounds. Like I spent all of last Saturday about uh, two and a half hours photographing this realtor. And he was like, Hey, can you make me look like one of those Instagram guys? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I go, uh, yes. What, like, what, let's figure out what you're going to wear and let's meet at a certain time and let's just go. Let's be, you know, it's going to be casual. You're going to be changing most likely in your car. And he's like, no worries. That's fine. Let's do it. We ended up finding like a crazy amount of backdrops, buildings, different colors, walking down the street, you know, talking on the phone. So I can do everything from, um, since I don't have a studio, I rent space. Uh, I have that was my next question was, do you have a studio? Because a lot of people who listen are like, oh, but I don't have a studio. Can I make this work? So this is good. Yes. Yeah. So basically, I have two studios that I book. And they're they're about the $30 to $50 an hour range. Um, one of them is on top of a cat cafe. and <laughs> A cat cafe? Oh, it's epic. It's a very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. It. Basically, um, there's a second floor. She it's a brand new building. She rented like you know this building, and she has this extra space on top. And I started using it. There's a separate entrance and a staircase to go on top. So and it's very concrete, modern, and it's perfect. Like it looks, it's perfect for branding. It's perfect for headshots. I've done like these lifestyle natural light that's another thing is that i've spent so many years honing in on my lighting and all of a sudden i have come back to a place of supernatural with a guy on saturday i spent like a couple of hours just using the sun and a reflector that i use and in the one of the studios that i rent they have the most beautiful big windows and i whenever i book somebody there I know that I'm going in and it's going to be a natural photo shoot. Like, and I'm so happy. Like all of a sudden you don't have to worry about lights all of a Mm -hmm. sudden. Setting them up and all that lugging around the gear. And especially if you don't have a studio where it can stay. Yeah. 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 Literally. Like the thing is that I love lighting. I love lighting because I, I have spent time trying to master it to a point Mm -hmm. where I'm very happy with it. But at the same time, I think I'm something happened when I, well, the pandemic happened when I turned 40. Literally the same week, everything closed down. Oh my gosh. My birthday is March 19th. And that week, everything just shut down. So wow. like something happened and something has shifted. And I have like released so much. I had so much time to enjoy long. Well, my sister lives in South Carolina. So I drove 
about six to eight times up to see her for long periods of time. I had so much time to rethink everything and like, what was I holding on to? I've let go of so much stuff. And all of a sudden, I'm back to, I just feel like I'm ready. Like I'm ready to attack some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, what are you going to attack? Tell us. Yeah. Wait, 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 actually, before we do that, I want, I want to hear, I, I'm sure people are wondering, tell us a little bit about these personal branding sessions. Like, do you have packages? Are you a la carte? Is there a session fee? Tell us about that. And then I want to hear what, what you're going to, where you're going to go from there. Okay. So when they call me, I basically say, okay, great. I start at two images with makeup for about an hour and a half, I do that for three, about three ninety. Okay, mm-hmm. and so they're gonna get two dig- digital images and their makeup done. They can always upgrade to hair, and then I also tell them once we review the images, usually they're gonna be, they could be the same day. I'm working on that. I'm not so technology savvy, so I have a lot of things in place, but. I find that I run out of time sometimes. So yeah, I could I could never do a same day. It's just not in me. I just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying to hone in on on doing it because um, you know just because I I'm ready to I'm ready to shoot a lot more. I want to do these shoots. I want to book like one to two days a week and do maybe like two or three sessions a day. I have the energy for it. I know I can do it. I'm a okay, fast shooter. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm really, like I'm a fast shooter and I, I'm intentional. I know exactly what I want. I guide the person, like literally like every bone in their body is being guided by me. So, but yeah, I love these natural light situations that I'm creating and it feels so relaxed. People feel, and when they review me afterwards, like, you know, they send me a little Google review or something mm-hmm. or or they've sent me a referral and that person, like, the reviews are so crazy. Like, I'm like, people are like, oh my God, like, the experience, like, he had me laughing the whole time. He had me so comfortable. Like, I, I never wanted to do this and I procrastinated on doing this and I'm so happy that I did it, like, with him. Like, like the reviews are crazy and honestly, like, you don't know what's happening. You don't know what people are thinking. You don't know what the scenario is and then later you find out that oh okay <laughs> i think i'm doing some stuff that's kind of good <laughs> yeah for sure and it, and we talk about this a lot sue talks about this a lot where it's if you are not connecting with your clients you are so much less likely to get a referral i mean that's just how it is people will refer you not only because they love the photos and the experience but because they like you because you made them feel a certain way that they remember and that's what's going to get people talking. And you're a perfect example of that, what you're talking about. I love people. Like when I tell you, when my tribe is women. Usually like I surround myself with women. Like <laughs> <laughs> my whole life, like I got my sassy crew all around me. Like I'm the boy with multiple girls always around <laughs> me, right? I literally help the straight guys get women. Like it's crazy. But, <laughs> so I know that that's like, that's a genre for me that's like safe, you know, mm-hmm. the women. I, I can do the glamour. I can do the boudoir. I can make a woman feel so amazing because I love women. I love women. Mm-hmm. But I also love men. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I have like this vision of specializing in men. 
And this year, like as of January, I spent about four to five months DMing so many male photographers and asking, hey, if you can be honest with me, because you look like you're... Jorge, at male as in just men who are our photographers or people whose their specialty is photographing men, right? Exactly. Okay, um, gotcha. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there have been equally women and men photographers that um, touch upon the you know specialization of photographing men, yeah, whether okay. you know sexy or for business. So I have reached out to probably like twelve people, and they have responded, and the responses are shocking. I'm almost like s- scared to say it because I want to move into specializing in this, and I think I want to f- prove that it could be done. That men deserve it, that men w- are willing to pay for it, but we have to have more education around this topic. What are th- what are people saying? What what's shocking you? The shock is they're like basically they're giving all of these shoots away for free. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. I was gonna say because male when when I photograph men, it is way it's easy. It's like my easiest money is photographing men. Yes. And I'm and I'm talking about like not the one to ten percent of your business. I'm talking about like I want this to be my eighty percent business mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Because um, sure. you know, and a lot of people say um, they're showcasing all of this amazing work, and they look like they're you know so successful. And their responses are like, "Well, if you look busy, you look successful." Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. in order to do that, we're constantly photographing people, and we we don't make money off of it. And wow. I just been like, oh my God, like what? What? <laughs> well, speaking of money though, Jorge, let's back up a little bit. Cause you said you charge, it was like 330 or something for the makeup and two photos. Is that all people are buying or do you have a higher average than that? Okay. So they're going to, they know already that it's about 390. They're oh, getting 390, the two, sorry, not 330. They're getting two images and their makeup done in my photo session. And this is, for like the headshot branding. So when mm-hmm. we sit down, when we sit down and I I take them to Starbucks and there's a Barnes and Noble that has a very chill environment with the Starbucks inside and I buy them a cup of coffee and we spent about an hour, sometimes 2 hours if we're like all of a sudden we became BFFs like <laughs> we might spend like a little bit longer than I was thinking but you know once people start seeing their images they look at me and they're like, well, uh, I can't leave without all of these. And all of a sudden, they're buying, you know, 15 to 25 images. I could possibly have an average. And this is all digital. I don't do prints. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I have $1,500 to about $2,000 right now. I'm averaging. That's amazing. Yeah. And I'm probably doing about four to six photo shoots a month. I want to be in the 12 to 15 photo shoots a month. And I want to be possibly in the $3,000 range. And I know that the steps to take me there, I have to create, I'm trying to create systems in place where they, um, these branding images, they book me quarterly. They book me maybe twice a year. So I can update all of their images on websites, social media, mm-hmm. like all platforms. So I'm already starting to have that conversation. I'm like, when I'm in the photo shoot, when I'm in the reveal, I'm already 
buzzing about or they're buzzing about, oh my God, I have this one client who's already like told me multiple times. She's she just came to me and she's like, you'll see me in six months. Like I need to do this again. So I'm trying to bring systems in place that I want to do like quarterly photo shoots for these people. So they possibly pay me a retainer fee maybe for like the year. And mm-hmm. then then they pay, you know, every two to three months X amount of money to receive X amount of photos. And I'm working, I'm in the behind the scenes on that situation. But it sounds like it's going to be possible. People are sounding excited when I've touched on it. So I think that that's kind of like a future of the business. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And it sounds like you want to focus more on men. You'll have to you'll have to come back once you get that going because it I'm really interested in that and and people have talked about that before too how they want to have, you know, an ongoing type situation where people, you know, people book for the year or whatever. So you'll have we'll have to do like a where is he now in a year from now and you'll have to come back and share more about it. Because I think there is a huge market for this, especially for men. I feel like men aren't as targeted as women are for photos. And men need photos too, especially for business and, you know, and just for any reason, really. But I think it's kind of an untapped market. And I love that you're going to do that. And, and, you know, I want to say one thing. When you said you aren't good at Instagram, you have so many more of your photos on your website than you show on your Instagram. Like, Jorge, you got to get on that and fix that (laughs) because people are going to Instagram and I'm like scrolling through your website and I'm like, he has, you have so much amazing work on your website that you do not showcase on Instagram. Thanks for calling me out, Nikki. (laughs) I like 2021 goals and oh, oh my God, can I be honest that I had an Instagram years ago that was like much more lively and I deleted it. Oh, really? I don't know why I deleted it. I deleted it and I hit myself all the time for it. This was years ago, like years ago. I, The thing is that like, I ended up working for so many companies. I moved to Orlando for three years and I was solely working for one company building their brand. They were in a business for 25 years. Their website was so bad. All their product shots were literally taken from other places. I spent three years of shooting all of their products, building their website, building their social media. And right before then I had done Telemundo. So like all of a sudden I was like, kind of like sky, you know, going towards this path of helping other businesses do what I do. I didn't know what I was doing though. Like mm-hmm. all of, it takes time to understand where you're going. And now I'm ready to build my own business you know, Jorge Suarez photography. Right. And help then saying, hey, businesses, you know, bring bring me in monthly, quarterly, or once a year. Let me build what I know I can do for you. I can make you look really successful. Mm-hmm. And I've done it. I have a track record of helping companies do this. All of a sudden, I'm doing this, but on my own, you know? Yeah. It takes time. Like, who woke up knowing how to run a business? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, right. Who, like who? Who woke up? I think Sue did. I don't know. Like Sue probably woke up saying, I'm a business owner. You know? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yep, yep. And and she, you know, that's what she does. She helps others be a profitable business owner. And and you've been such a great positive energy in our community. You just, you know, you always contribute just such nice comments and supportive comments and helpful. So that was one of the reasons you stood out to me as I was like, gosh, I just I just loved your energy and I wanted to hear your story and and I'm excited to see where you take all of this. I I do. I feel like I feel like there is such an untapped market that I do see you moving forward with this. I I really do. I I think you're going to be back in a year telling me exactly how you did it and why it is successful. And so I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm super excited. Yes, I hope, um, you know, crossing fingers that (laughs) the things I'm putting into place, I think it's going to finally build this home that I've been dying to live in not knowing what that home looked like, but I am ready to go towards it like a thousand miles per hour, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's the best when you have that feeling of just excitement and passion and certainty that you really want to do this. And it's like all comes together. It's so awesome. Yeah, it, it is. It's just, it's so cool to see how passionate you are and excited you are. I ended up in December photographing a family. I don't really do families. I have done so many of that in my past, but I had a good friend of mine reach out and they're like, please do our Christmas photos. I'm like, I don't do this. I don't do this, but I love you so much. I'm going to do it. And what transpired was that I was able to do this family session, do like, you know, what everything she wanted. And then there was a moment when I had the husband, well, she was going to go change and do like portraits of herself. And we were going to then go towards a little bit more boudoir. And all of a sudden there was this time in between. And I told the husband to, I'm like, go run and put on your best suit. So I, you know, I, I, he was, he was just like there for like the photos, you know, like Mm -hmm. the family photos. But (laughs) I'm like, go run really quick. We have a little bit of time. Just put on your best suit and meet me back in five minutes. So we did you know, some really nice branding photos for him. And I showed him the back of the camera and he was like, whoa, I didn't know that I, that I could look like that. I didn't know that I, I wanted this, but I'm so happy I'm doing this. And then I'm like, okay, great. Put on a pair of jeans and take off your shirt. He was so like, he was just going with, with everything that I was saying, you know, and, and I created like this comfort level. Yeah. So all of a sudden I'm doing like these like really he's like you know a little bit older in the late 40s so he was like you know I'm nearing 50 I never thought that these photos would be something I wanted and let me tell you that now I see the back of your camera like I can't imagine not having these photos <laughs> you know and then he's like well I, in, in like a couple of years I'm going to turn 50 I'm going to I'll be I'll probably book a shoot with you cuz I'll be ready you know yeah that's so awesome I mean, it just sounds like your strength, you, one of your superpowers is for sure connecting with people. And that's going to take you so far. It really is. Like I said, I, I, I just, I'm like that person that like, I want to be somewhere with you and we're just going to talk for hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I just want to get to know everything about you. I want to figure out like what it is that you think life is about. Like, I, I like to go deep into those places like mm-hmm. you know and I want to I want to make sure that somewhere along the line that that's gonna 
also transpire into my photos. Like that you're going to look at my photos and you're going to be curious to know more. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, you know, that takes time. I think your your voice as a photographer, it doesn't come overnight. And it hasn't even, I don't feel like I've even truly tapped into it. And I've been doing this for years. I feel like I'm just finally putting my toes in the water and finding what I think is going to be like, you know, the next 10 to 20 years of my life. I think it's just starting now and I'm 41 years old. Yeah. Oh, same. And I'm 44. I'm with you. (laughs) It's, it's, you know, it's cool. 40s are a fun time. I think I've loved, loved, loved my 40s. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you sharing everything with me. I do have a couple more questions for you, okay. if that's okay. And the first one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? A man. <laughs> Good answer, because, it's, you know, especially if you're going to head in that direction of photographing men, that would be important. I love it. Okay, number two is, how do you spend your time when you're not working? I am developing my own line of pizza. pizza? <laughs> no, literally. No, I just love pizza so much. And I've oh, been... Me too. Um, <laughs> I want to just try all different flavors, all different tastes, and i trying to make them at home. And I, at least once a week, I'm trying to like build like the perfect pizza. Oh, Jorge, I feel like we are long lost soulmates in the pizza department. I'm such a pizza connoisseur. Like from scratch, you know, like I, oh, I feel like so this amazing. is like, <laughs> I love it. You'll have to come to Detroit or to come to Michigan, Michigan and have some Detroit pizza. When I, when I lived in Seattle, I was like, like grieving for, for my pizza, Be- like for losing pizza because Seattle, and I'm sorry, Seattleites are going to argue with me. Oh, but you didn't have such and such pizza. Oh, but you didn't try this kind of pizza. And I'm like, yes, I did. And okay, I'll try that one. I must have tried, I don't know, 50 different types of pizza. And the only pizza that was actually good, Jorge, was like the the true like Italian wood fire pizza. Yes, but to me, yes. that's a different kind of pizza. That's like a whole different meal than like a pizza, you know? But Detroit pizza, oh, so good. Maybe we'll go like on a on a tour Let's around. Let's do it. How fun Let's would a, that be? A little US tour, uh, like over the summer and be like, okay. We're gonna be yes. We're gonna be rating the best pizza places. We can do our own little reality show of like Ugh. pizza. You know, we're on the quest to find the best pizza. Oh my god, Nikki! I I we would have so much fun. Speaking of reality shows, you know, one of the weirdest things that I I have done. I, I was asked to be a co-host on a Discovery show, and I did a whole test. Like we did a whole test season. Um, like the pilot. No way. Yes, I totally forgot. I this was like I would think I was like about thirty one at this point, and I had a friend who I had a couple of reality star friends, and one of them was like, "Hey, we're shooting this. I'm the host, but they realized that they wanted a male counterpart. You're the only person that I could think about. Could would you do it?" And I'm like, "I I would not do that. Like I'm freaked out." She had to talk me into it, but we ended up shooting a whole pilot. And it was bananas. Like, I mean, it, I don't think it ended up, I, I forgot about it to tell you the truth. I don't think it got picked up, but we had so much fun. Oh, I yeah. bet. It was crazy. That's one of those weird life experiences that I've had. Oh, I love it. So fun. 
All right. Uh, number three, what is your favorite quote? My favorite quote? Your favorite um, inspirational quote. Forgot to put that in there. I think I actually added this to my website not too long ago. It is, try not to become a man of success, but rather become a man of value. Mm, I like that. I felt like it resonated for me because, um, you know, you I spent so many years thinking what money meant to me. And like, I saw my all my friends buying homes and buying cars and having this success financially. And I had to think, well, what is success to me? Because I don't know when and where I'm going to have those things. And the only thing I can think about, and I and like I think Sue, I it probably was like when I first started meeting Sue online, where I kept thinking of the word value and value and value and what a success means to me. And that quote just kind of popped up. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot for sure. Very cool. All right. And actually I have two more questions, but one is what would you say to people who are just getting started? Hi. <laughs> I'm I'm George. <laughs> Let's sit down and talk about this. You're going to fail. <laughs> You're going to fail again and again and again. You're going to fail so big. You're going to like think that sometimes life is over. But let me tell you, it's just beginning. You got to take everything you learn and walk forward. Like walk, mm-hmm. walk, and walk forward towards whatever it is that you wake up in the morning thinking about, and I literally wake up thinking, I, I'm today I'm going to photograph and I'm going to make people feel amazing, right? And so that keeps me going. Like there's so many, when you're in this industry for so long, and I've had so many highs and lows, at some point you realize, oh, there's just, there's so much more to this that you just got to, and I'm so excited to fail again. Like now I'm excited to fail. <laughs> Like, I'm like, ooh, what am I going to fail at next? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if you don't try, nothing ever happens. You don't achieve anything if you don't take step out of that comfort zone and, and just give it a shot. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But we always learn along the way. Always. A hundred percent. So important. Yeah. Um, For the record, you... Okay, so I did ask you <laughs> if you wanted to go by Jorge or George. because So I don't want people to be like, wait a minute. You've been calling him Jorge, and he just said George. So, <laughs> but will you say because because I did ask at the beginning, I was like, okay, tell me how you pronounce your name, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to say it properly because I'm tongue tied and I can't roll my R's. But will you say just pronounce your whole whole name how it's properly pronounced? Jorge Angel Suarez. Oh, it sounds so beautiful when you do it. Ah. I love it. I love your name. Well. You know, I'm from Miami, so that name is kind of common. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, you know, uh, there's quite a few Jorge's here, but when I tell you, it's so much fun to hear people pronounce it. I've, I, there's so many versions of my name out there. You know, people call me Georgie at times. People call me yeah. George, Jorge. Some people have called me like variations of that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, anyways, that was just. Little side note off the record. Well, thank you again. Where okay, last question. Where can people find you online if they're looking for you? I am pretty much across the board, Jorge Suarez Photography, Instagram, Facebook. Um, my website is Jorge And that's about it. Awesome. 
Very cool. Well, everyone needs to check out Jorge and your website. And he's going to get his Instagram where it needs to be. It's not bad by any means, but I just was scrolling through your website thinking like, oh my gosh, there's so much work on here that he isn't showing on Instagram. And I feel like we're such an Instagram heavy world right now that I would just encourage you to put put more stuff on it. I am going to check that off my list this year, I promise. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. And I will be having you back in a year, so no pressure. You better better uh, get things moving with the <laughs> with this with your new idea. <laughs> yes, yes. God willing, everything's gonna go really well with that. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again, and I will see you soon in the Facebook group. Thank you, Nikki. You too. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge, plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and 8 frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.